Text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. There's a considerable amount of information to consider, and I think that this could be a very pivotal time, in my opinion, for college football. We have a good product right now, a really good product that's driving the television market. People love college football. I'm, I'm a little concerned about whether we need to really fix something that's not broke, in my opinion. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, says Coach Gundy. Simple as he could say it, man. And it really is. It's 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 dead on balls accurate is what it is, but I can't help myself. When that guy tries to be serious, all I can think of is... After that audio clip, I don't care what he says. It could be dead on. I just, it's hard for me to take him seriously. That's all I'll ever hear again. I've you heard know? that radio clip no less than a thousand times. You're welcome. And I, I, I think we could do a 30-minute show on it every single day. Um, the most underrated part of it is the damn turkey in the background. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like if you didn't see the video, like the visual you have is just like animals everywhere. Like he's talking to a tortoise, and there's a turkey in the background. I'm telling you, I know it's from a television clip, but it's one of those things that I don't want to see because I've got this visual image of what it is in my mind, and I don't want to ruin it. Okay, Uh, it's like one of those weirdos you see on the reality shows where there's just animals everywhere, and it's like unfit for. Oh yeah, (laughs) the people that uh, if you hand selected people that should not be allowed to own animals, it would be them. It's him. Yeah, and he does have the haircut for someone that (laughs) shouldn't be allowed to own an animal, so it does kind of fit. You know, he's. And, and I have to uh, reiterate that I love Mike Gundy. I think he's awesome. But the fact remains, if if you if he was 48 hours out from a shave and you just handed him some some rough clothing and he pulled up in like a 25-year-old pickup truck, he would totally blend in as just like the average like average Joe off the street, you would have no idea who he is. Oh yeah, I, I, I awesome. love I love the thought of him calling a recruit, and all the recruit can hear in the background is <laughs> the, turkey. Like the turkey going off in the background. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we want to use you in our offense in the slot. You just hear the turkey in the back. It'd be so sweet. Uh, uh, that's great. So I didn't hear like the context of the clip. Is he saying that if it's if it's if it's not broke, don't fit, fix it. But is that in reference to everyone being upset about the NIL? And yeah, portal? I just think just, you know, I mean, the, the theme of yesterday's show and what we're going to ask Bob coming up next is, like, what do you think about the future? Because I'm a little bit rattled right now on what I think the future of the sport is going to look like. I'm more nervous than I've ever been. And I think a lot of people are kind of echoing those thoughts as well as we're all like, oh, man, college football's been great. It's not broke. Don't fix it here. And 
I think that's his point is we're trying to we, – we've had something great and we're moving closer and closer to ruining it, basically. Yeah. I think what you've done is there's always been this big call to – that the players are being exploited. And I don't believe that, but I understand the argument whenever I see some of the, the salaries and stuff like that and the, the facilities being built and just the extravagance of college football. I can understand the comment. But I think what we've replaced it with is a system that ultimately is bad for all of college football. And I don't know that it necessarily helps. I think it helps a very small percentage of the the players out there. And I think it hurts the rest of them. I think it hurts players like, just take, for instance, Pitt. Okay, you have a really, really solid football team there, and the best player on that team, because the transfer portal is, he's going to leave, and it's going to, it's going to decimate, gonna, it's gonna decimate Pitts. You know, um, the the season that they could have, and good things happen to good teams, and the more games you win, and the more relevant you are, the more noticed the other players on that roster become. And because of this portal and NIL situation, there's a bunch of guys on that team that stand to lose out because yeah. good players are transferring Keaton out. Keaton Slovis is probably like, seriously, man? Honestly? Yeah. Like, you know, Pitt was thought to have – I, I came here be- to throw to you. Pitt had it was thought of to be one of the better teams in the ACC this year. Yeah. I mean, NC State's there, Clemson's obviously there, and then Pitt maybe coming in number three. So this – this I don't it didn't completely decimate them, but it seriously alters what kind of offense that they're going to have next season. That that's a big deal for a guy that was voted the best wide receiver in college football. Right, right. So I I don't know that I don't know that overall this is a better thing for the players. Like in some cases, sure it's better. Um, some of the big schools have kind of these blanket NIL packages that you get whenever. You're on the roster, and that that comes with a, a a large amount of money, but it's not blanket to everywhere in the country, you know. Yeah. So, text line says we shall now refer to uh, Coach Gundy as Turtle King. The Turtle King, yes. He just needs to set up a, um, you know, I guess a a zoo where he goes yeah. out there, grabs a mic. I don't know. Like the Turtle King's fine. I just don't want. I don't want the turtle to get in the way of you know the turkey. Yeah. You know? The turkey king? <laughs> <laughs> the turkey, I mean, just, let's not, like, the turtle's great, all right? He talks to his turtle, calls it girl. What'd he say? Hmm? What'd he say? <laughs> What'd he say? That's great. It's funny, but we got to remember the turkey here. But the turtle king as a play on the tiger king, it's you're not far off from an audio clip of Coach Gundy saying, I refuse to wear a suit. I have tried drugs, right? I mean, that's... I've had some kinky sex, just like the Tiger <laughs> King, yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, how many of those three do you think are true there for Coach Gundy? Yeah, yeah hit us I... up on the text line. And, you know, you throw a Fu Manchu on there, you dye that hair blonde, put a Texas hat on him, and not too far off. 
you know, visually, not too far off. It's not the NIL. It's the transfer portal that's the issue. Make them sit out a year, and it may calm some of this down. I agree. And, you know, we hit on some of this yesterday. I think the, I think the conferences need to come together and say, uh, you know, I, I think that this was well-intentioned, but maybe it's, it's gone out of hand a little bit, and maybe we should rein it back somehow and figure out a way that everyone can agree because if everyone doesn't agree – then, and I know everyone wants that competitive advantage, and if you don't get it across the board, say the SEC and the, and the Big 12 uh, decide on a, some type of transfer limitation, well, what's the Big 10 going to do? Well, you come to the Big 10, and if you don't like it, you'll be able to transfer and transfer within the conference, transfer to the, to the Pac-12. You, you still have that ability, and they'll use it against the SEC and the Big 12. And I'm just using those, those conferences as, as an example. What I'm saying is you, you need to sit down and be able to have a discussion where everyone walks away. Or it's a unanimous decision, and my God, I know that is really hard to do in college football. Someone in the 918 says every time the Pokes score a touchdown, they need to play that turkey clip. The gobble. All right, let's see if I can pull this off here. Hold on. Let's oh, see man. If can, let's see if we can get what it would sound like here. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> to give you a, a real look into what it would sound that's like. That's a pretty – that's not – I mean, it was terrible, but for uh, for quick thinking yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, switching yeah. between it audio – It wasn't perfect. Cards. You at least get an idea right. of what it could sound like, and I think we all love the idea of that. <laughs> we need to somehow isolate the turkey and start laying that into every one of our uh, Hunziker clips in the background somehow. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, text line, I don't care what debauchery happens on there today. Uh, there's a lot of debauchery that happens on a daily basis. You cannot text any references to medium pace by Adam Sandler because <laughs> Teddy will not pay attention for the rest of the day. Okay. That was funny. The one that just came in, I laughed at it, but you're going to distract this guy, and I need him locked in for the entirety of the three hours today, please. I didn't see it, but um, all I can think of is pretend I'm the pizza delivery boy, okay? <laughs> you did that voice on your drive home last night, didn't you? Oh, because oh, I, I sure did. I sure did, honestly. I uh, sure absolutely. Did. Which pretty much every Sandler voice, he has only three voices that he puts into different uh, characters, I think. That's pretty much uh, how he does it, but but it works beautifully. Uh, before we get to Coach Stoops here, two completely different thoughts on the text line. This one says, college football is officially over, with three exclamation marks. Another one says, I didn't know who Jordan Addison was until Friday. We lost a coach and two five-star quarterbacks, and I'm more excited about college football than I've been in years. College football will be fine. I and you know I think there's there's also uh, a whole lot of truth to that text. I think that in the short term we've got a couple of really big national stories that are getting a lot of attention, and it maybe doesn't have as big of an effect on the overall sport as maybe we're we're making it out to be, but. My, my argument to counter that is we're not even a year in. And we're, we're just, yeah, what are we, like 
10 months probably in from whenever this this whole thing started. And we're already seeing like, and I know tampering has always happened. I know that that recruiting in inducements have always happened in some form or another. But the way it's spiraling out of control doesn't seem to be going in a, in a very good direction. And yeah, I, I think that I think the transfer portal is really the key to it all, right? Because f- folks are going to be way more reluctant to throw massive money at kids coming out of high school than they are a Bolitnikoff winner who has caught a million passes already well, in big-time college $3 football. Three million dollars in a home, uh, allegedly, is uh, what really? he's getting for USC. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Or was it two million? I think it was uh, three million in a home. Is what he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three million plus a home. And we made the joke That's yesterday. It's a one-year deal, man. We made the joke that they're giving him the home and the three million on the side to pay for the property taxes for the year that he's there. That's crazy. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis got around five hundred thousand for going to Nebraska. It's ridiculous, man. Five hundred thousand goes. A lot further in Lincoln. Oh, yeah, he'll get does. more bang for his buck. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> you think that was yeah. part of the selling point? Now, you can go out to uh, USC if you want to, but just think. Think about all the taxes. Well, Austin is pay. where he was. I mean, same thing. Right, yeah. Austin and Lincoln. No doubt. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Coach Stoops is going to join us next. Keep that text line hot. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. When you're on the go, you can still get the best and sooner coverage on the Sports Talk 1400 app powered by OEC Fiber. OEC Fiber brings you the power of high-speed fiber services right to the front door of your home or business. Find out more at OECFiber.com. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Energy Savings Agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. It is the rush on the refs, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's our favorite segment every single week, every single Tuesday at 3.20. Coach Bob Stoops joins us, brought to you by Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. I don't know if you guys realize this. I'm sure that Bob does. But this is kind of the Super Bowl on Thursday for rock and roll tequila. I mean, this has got to be the biggest tequila day of the Margaritas, year, Bob. It's Super baby. Bowl time, Super Bowl week. Oh, yeah, no no doubt about it. And doubt it. Uh, this is special, uh, always fun. Uh, it'll be exciting. And I'm sure our team will be rolling out a bunch of rock and roll tequila around Oklahoma City and Norman. So uh, go get some. Cinco de Mayo. It'll be fun. Going to be awesome, which, by the way, quick reminder to everyone out there, I will be at Yo Pablo on Cinco de Mayo Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun up there in OKC. 
Coach, last time uh, we talked to you, or I talked to you, I was out last week. I believe you had some meetings coming up with the with the XFL and some league meetings and stuff. How's all that going right now? Is are there any updates to to what you guys have going on and what the future holds? Uh, no, we just announced. Uh, you know, the eight head coaches. Uh, they're, they haven't been specific on where everyone's going to be, and uh, the timing's going to be. We're going to, you know, start. I think that's been released just after the Super Bowl, uh, February 2023. So uh, it's coming together. The, the meetings were great. It was uh, really got a ton of confidence in our ownership team. Uh, they're strong, as everybody knows, and they got a great passion for it and a great vision for it. So I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity. Hey, Bob, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Pitt wide receiver Jordan Addison, who won the Blitnikoff last year, he entered into the portal earlier today. It has a lot of people upset or maybe questioning the future of of college football and what it's going to look like with the NIL and transfer portal. How would you describe your feelings toward, you know, what the future of the sport looks like and and maybe where it's headed right now? Oh, I'm not much on that. Uh, You know, that's for – you know, our leadership to, you know, between presidents, athletic directors, college football, I'm not in it. So it doesn't matter what I say. Uh, the bottom line, you know, um, you know, be careful what you wish for. All of a sudden, it may be totally different than what it's, it's heading, heading that way. Totally different than what we've been used to. Um, my opinion you know, we need a new leadership group, the NCAA and the way it's been has really failed overall. I mean, I don't know. They, you know, what? who goes by any rules anymore and who gets, you know, how they enforce it just seems so ambiguous. And so, uh, ah, look at Oklahoma State with their basketball program and what happened brutal. to them. How, how wrong. Brutal. Just, just so wrong and so late and so, you know, insignificant to the people who actually did it. And then other teams, you know, there's nothing happens to them. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. It just happens in football, too. So it's, I don't know. I, I've uh, been very disillusioned for a long, long time on the NCAA and just through my football years and how they enforce things or don't. And uh, so who knows? Maybe we need to have a, you know, uh, a new league of, you know, power five teams that, have their own, have their own league, and uh, with their own whatever it be, commissioner and/or governing board. Uh, you may have to put a salary cap on everybody, <laughs> on every team. Who knows? I don't know. You know, again, I'm not living it like these other people are, but from afar, it looks like right now nobody has control of anything. So yeah. it's just have at it, you know, and that's. I don't know if that's ever good. Even the NFL has some rules, restrictions, guidelines, salary caps, right? Sure. All of that. And I, I don't know right now if college football has any of that. So it's uh, have at it. Yeah, it, it's wild. And my goodness, it's – and I know you've probably witnessed this all throughout your, your coaching career. It's so difficult to get everyone on the same page – you know, you've got some conferences may be viewing what's going on right now as a great asset to, to getting them back in a, in a position of strength. 
other conferences may be looking at this and, and say this is a disaster. We're going to get all of our players robbed. So it's so it's so hard to get because you got 130 Division One schools. It's so hard to get everyone on on one page because well, the differences are so vast between each team and each conference. And that's that, I, that's what I was going to jump in and say. There, we're all different conference to conference, and especially anyway. I don't you you know the different divisions between uh, Group of Five mm-hmm. and Power Five, and on and on and on. And we're all grouped together, and I don't know that that works anymore uh, in today's world. So. Uh, Anyway, you are know, you are uh, you saying, Coach, that you are prepared right now to be the new commissioner of uh, of college football? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, they they need somebody a lot smarter than me. That's for sure. So, uh, but anyway, um, no, I'm not looking for another job. I'm okay with what I'm doing. Yeah, well, a lot of people are fired up about you uh, getting back into coaching. Uh, we all can't wait to to root you on uh, where whatever team you're coaching. I am curious though. Is there anything in particular after doing it for a season that you're going to miss uh, about not doing TV during the college football season? Oh yeah, I, I uh, I'll miss uh, being with all of those guys and our production team. I mean, we had a great group of people. It was a ton of fun. Everybody was uh, really supportive and helped one another. Um, yeah, so you miss that camaraderie, being around all of those people, and uh, not just the guys on you know on TV, which they're all incredible great friends and and all the again all the people behind the scenes are fantastic as well so there was a lot of camaraderie a lot of fun so i'll I'll miss that part of it but you know that's okay Uh, life changes it's always different and i you know this opportunity with the xfl the two of them it's hard to merge the two it you know schedule wise we got things we got to do in the fall here for the xfl leading up to the season so all of it just doesn't work and that's okay um you know, those guys will move on, and I'm, I'm sure they'll continue to do well. We had a great year last year, from what I understand. I don't know how to read any of the, you know, what the ratings are, but it sounds like, from what everyone says, we did pretty well. Well, I know, um, just as a fan and, and watching myself, there was a bunch of really fun moments from watching some of the behind-the-scenes of you watching some of the Sooner games and uh, whenever you guys were here on campus, there was a lot of really cool stuff that you guys did. I'm sure you got to see some some really yeah, fun venues. Always remember, Teddy, you're biased. <laughs> That's true. So true. <laughs> very, very, very true. But uh, I did, I did love all the venues too. There's nothing better than going to great stadiums for big games. You know that that was a lot of fun. Now we just had the NFL draft and. Uh, another nice group of Sooners gets drafted. Some guys going to some different places, and I know you. You've, gosh, the the number of players that you've had drafted over the years is is just uh, unbelievable. But whenever you did the XFL, and you guys had your draft, did does it? You get a new appreciation maybe for for like how you watch it. Do you watch it differently maybe than you did before you were involved in one? Um. No, I, I don't know. To me, it, you're still just doing your best to evaluate skill and, you know, and the player and the person. And, you know, it's much like recruiting. You're just trying to get the best fit for what you're trying to do. So, I don't know. And I, you know, truth be told, I mean, I, I watch it and kind of like I did even at OU, if I got between a couple of guys, I'll make the decision. Let me Let me decide between the two or Every now and then there's a guy like, 
I brought it up before, Dan Cody, that nobody knows where he's going to play, so nobody wants to, to take a scholarship at their position. I say, well, I'm going to – I put my hand up, and I said, well, I'm taking them, and we'll figure that out later. <laughs> right. so every now and then you just get a guy like that, and you just say, hey, I'm taking them. Coach, so. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Go check out some rock and roll tequila, the Cinco de Mayo. I want to ask you about someone, Bob, that's been on the job at OU for 28 years, and I know that you have a ton of appreciation for Julie Watson is, I believe, set to retire. What did she mean throughout your tenure at OU? And I'm sure that you stayed great friends um, after you left OU as well. Oh, yeah. Julie is the absolute best. Uh, Fantastic. I was fortunate to have two incredible um, lead secretary, not secretary, but administrator there, you know, with me, uh, Ann Deal first, and then Julie Watson next, and just uh, incredible. Just, um, I can't tell you how much she helped and still does helps me in, you know, in navigating different phone calls and who's after me for this, that, and the other. Um, You know, she's the go-between, and she's just incredible. She's Great for the university, uh, came up as a student assistant and been here all these years. So she's been great help to the whole university and our football program and uh, wish her the best and and uh, proud of her. And she's uh, going to work with Matt and I with our foundation. Oh, nice. So a lot, awesome. a lot of our people that work with our Bob Stoops Champions Foundation are familiar with Julie, and she's going to continue to, you know, to help Matt McMillan the two of them really run our whole foundation, so uh, that'll be good that we'll still be in touch a lot. And uh, also, I hope everyone recognizes Scott Anderson, right? For That's right. All of those years is also retiring. He got a Gatorade bath the same night you did down there at the Alamo Bowl. Oh, good. I, was, <laughs> I missed it. I'm glad they, I didn't realize that. Um, that's how engrossed I was in just trying to win a game. But um, Scott's the best. Again, so many years of uh, service to these players and coaches and loved working with them. Uh, couldn't be a more professional guy and always just trusted he and our doctors. Said that, you know, just whatever they said is what went. Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of bosses, but they were a boss on the field to me. You know, whatever they said, I, was, I wasn't arguing. It was, it was, uh, that, that was what I trusted to go with, and they always had, uh, the, you know, the, the say-so on all the players. It's cool that Bob and Matt still work together, Teddy. But yeah. if I know Matt like I think I do, he's taking off Thursday. He's not doing any productive work on Thursday. No, I got a, I've got a pretty good idea. He's going to be slepping some rock and roll yeah, uh, yeah. out there with Andre running around in a bus, uh, running around OKC and Norman. So uh, look for him. It's going to be awesome. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by the show, and um, we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Good to be with you. Have a good day, Boomer. Sooner. Nice. Huh? I got it that time. That yeah. was good. You were awesome. waiting on it, too. He was, served you up. I was Did you waiting. know that was coming or what? He served it up. I spiked it. Wow. And, um, that was nice. Man. That was uh, about that was time good we stuff. got it. We've only had Bob on for about eight consecutive months now, so I know <laughs> it took us a while. Tried. I was like, "All right, no more awkward ending where we wait on the the sooner." I'll tell you what's funny. Um, Julie Watson, I one of the first people I ever saw whenever I showed up to OU. A lost puppy wandered my way around uh, the facility. 
found the coaches' offices, and Julie Watson was right there. At that point, she was working like with, I think, I mean, Venables, but I think some of the other coaches as well. You know so. where my science class is? Uh, where do we go? Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Julie did a, a lot of really, really good things there, and I'm glad she's going to continue to work with Coach. That's great. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Stay tuned. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of The Rush. It is The Rush on the ref. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman with you until 6 p.m. tonight. I bet you can't guess where I'm going to be doing the show next Tuesday, one week from today. Where am I going to be live from? But you can't tell me. My goodness. Is 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 it going to be Amarillo? It is. You're yeah. right. Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. How about that? I got a couple road trips coming up next week. Yeah, for the caravan. Uh, Amarillo on Tuesday. Had some uh, people out in West Texas asking if we're going to be there. Yep. And then uh, Duncan next Thursday. We'll be, or I'll be out there as uh, as well. So big week coming up next week. Look at so, you. Putting some miles in, dude. Putting some Especially miles in Amarillo. In. Yeah, it's not going to be windy at all on the way out to Amarillo. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can stop in to the uh, – see if you can beat the lady that ate, like, 10 of those steaks in 10 minutes. Yeah, you showed me that video. It was um, – I don't know if I've recovered from that one, like to be honest with you. 40 pounds of meat in 10 minutes. Um, pretty uh, pretty brutal stuff. But that's going to be cool. All the way out to Amarillo, Texas for the Sooner Caravan. Awesome. Where does a team see the most growth? Where do they get better? In spring ball or in training camp? And I'm talking about the guys that are actually going to get to play. Not like the overall team, like the guy, the 22 that you're going to depend on. Where does the team see the most growth? I would, I would argue the time directly between spring football and fall training camp. Summer workouts. I... That, that's that's what I've always felt. I still believe that to my core right now that you have to win the summer in order to be a great football team in the fall. And I think you know just the the physical development, most of your most of the football stuff is going to come. It comes with experience and it comes with repetition. And it's hard to really pinpoint that down because I think different guys kind of hit that threshold of of how many snaps they've had at different times. One guy, it may be in the spring where he has that that aha moment. Another guy, it may be, you know, three quarters of the way through the actual season whenever it happens. But I think everyone can really benefit together and grow together. Throughout the summer, uh, discipline, details, obviously bigger, faster, stronger, uh, better conditioned. You become way tighter as a team, close-knit as a team. So I argue it's the summer. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds great. Um, I, I wonder if that's the case for this year's team. Maybe it is, just 
when you're trying to learn two different systems. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they've got a ways to go. I don't know if they got a ways to go. But they can stand to improve physically. There's no doubt about that. But what's more important for this team, the physical development or the mental development that it takes to perfect, especially this defensive system? Well, I tie it all back to the summer. I think the – I think the ability to to follow rules, to to be disciplined, to be detail oriented whenever you are totally exhausted, when all of the elements are working against you, the clock, the heat, uh, the surroundings, because every, everyone most guys can function. On a, on a chalkboard, they know where they're supposed to line up. They know what the adjustment is. They know what what to look for. What happens is you get into practice and you're hot and maybe you rolled your ankle in the previous uh, period of practice. So you got some pain going on. Um, everyone's – it's loud. There's You've already had a couple of mess-ups. How can you function within the framework of the defense under those conditions? That's what you have to get used to. And I'd argue that you get better at that way more during the summer than you do at any other time. So it's 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 being able to operate under the you know the stressful environment that that gets guys to where they can finally become comfortable out there on the field. So, but I, I that's why you know we talked about this. I think. The November stretch run is whenever everything's really going to start coming together. Yeah, I agree. X's and O's wise for this team, both offensively and defensively. I agree. We already have one RSVP. Brandon out in the Panhandle of Texas will be in uh, Amarillo next week. I am worried about a couple things. One, how hard they party out in West Texas. Right. Two, if Tech fans are going to secretly show up and absolutely destroy this thing. <laughs> No what? Tech fans show up to something? It only takes doubtful. five tech fans to destroy something, though. That's, that's a thing. good that's a good point. All right, quick timeout. Keep it tuned to the ref. We'll be back after a quick timeout. 